0: You are listening to the Barbara May Show, the place where we discuss all that really matters. We will cover all you need to know about lifestyle, health, spirituality, and plus so much more. Are you ready? Let's dive in. You are listening to episode 27 with Sharon Miller. Sharon is the owner and a CEO of Extend Marketing Partners. Extend is a Google partner specializing in assisting clients with building an amazing online presence, starting with your Google My Business knowledge panel and carrying that through your website and social media marketing. If you are an entrepreneur or have a small business or you are thinking to build one, this episode is for you. Sharon will explain what you need to do in order to make your business stand out and get the global presence you and your business deserve. Without further ado, let's welcome Sharon Miller to my show. Hello Sharon, welcome to our podcast. I'm very excited to have you here today. Um, My first question is a question I ask every guest who comes on my podcast, and that is,
1: what are you grateful for? Oh, gosh. I mean, I would really just say that, that I'm, I'm grateful for the life that God's given me. Um, you know, I have just an amazing life. I, I love my life. I love, you know, what I do for a living and I have a wonderful and amazing family. And I just don't think you can ask for more than that.
0: Oh, I love it. I love when people say stuff like that. That's, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing that. The reason why I have asked you to come up on the podcast is because most of my listeners are entrepreneurs, and they have small businesses and um, they set up their business and they set up the website and they're waiting for the customers to come to them, but the customers are not coming. Yeah. So I would like you to explain how they can improve business and give kind of a tips. What would you suggest is missing really actually so, is missing? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I am um, a Google expert. And uh, I've been, uh, you know, working, you know, just with Google and on Google stuff since about 2015. And, um, you know, we've been a Google business partner since the early, early 2016. And um, we started out specializing just in that Google panel, the one that you see when you go on Google Maps or you go in Google search and the map pops up and you get the businesses listed below it. And so that is our number one niche. Um, we have been working with Google uh, very intimately over the now- last, you know, five to six years to, um, you know, get this, an opportunity to see a lot of what goes on, um, kind of behind the scenes, beta test stuff for them, and it's allowed us to have a very solid insight in what's going on. So I think, and then the then from there we progressed to understanding Google SEO, understanding that if you don't have the coding for Google on the back of your website, Google no longer knows what it should know about your website or how to send people to it if you don't basically give them some tracking guidelines. And so I, th- I think maybe what would be kind of helpful for me is to to give you guys kind of a little bit of a timeline of what's been happening on, um, you know, with the different algorithm changes that Google has, has made over the last really two years. So, um, and I believe it was early 2019. Google made the announcement that they were going to stop searching the World Wide Web to learn about a person's business, and that meant no matter what you do in Facebook and Instagram and and you know all those kind of places, you know if it's not a Google system directly, such as like YouTube, or you know Google My Business or your website coding or ads or something like that, they're not going out to find information about their business. They're platform is so strong that they feel like if you want your business to be found everybody I mean like you don't go oh I'm going to web search that You're, everybody says I'm going to google that so I mean you know it became the thing that google said if you want google to know about your business you have to be very direct in that initiative of doing it so then in 2000 20, Google made another big change. And that was that that they began to take that Google panel. And that Google panel began to be the single most important part of your marketing. And it had started in 2017, became more, you know, when they added posting. In 2018, when they added services and products. In 2019, when they started allowing you to to pick attributes, they started allowing people to, to contribute to those. Photos became a bigger part. You know, you were now allowed to build out Q&A on your, you know, to your panel. You were allowed, you know, they wanted you to reply to all your reviews. And they they started setting up some real guidelines and Google started saying, okay, you know, we kind of have this unknown tiering system. And part of what happens is, you know, within this tiering system is you kind of have to do these little bit of things. And if you're not doing them, you know, only if somebody searches near me and you have to be the closest person, are you probably going to pop up? Now I will say most people don't even realize on Google maps that they can change their setting. My settings always set for top rated businesses. I only wanna see businesses that have a 4.0 review rating or higher when I go to a restaurant, that's how I pick. You know? But for a lot of people, they don't even know that they can change that setting. And then you know, you have, you know, the next big thing that happened then is, is Google came back and said, okay, here, this was earlier this year, here are the top 10 things that we look for Uh, when we're gonna learn about a business and determine how search is going to come into that business. Of those, the top 10 things, seven of those come off that business panel. So if you are not out there building out your business panel, that box that you're found in local search on maps, you're losing an opportunity. And a lot of people say, well, I'm an online business. You know, I'm a podcasting business. I sell my services that way. I do online services. It doesn't matter because at some point you still need that because Google's gaining about 80 some percent of its knowledge of your business off that panel. So even though that panel may not serve a lot of purpose for you, it serves an enormous purpose for Google. So and people don't understand that. The next biggest thing then that Google's looking for is citations. So what citations are is all the places that you're listed and that everything mirrors what's on Google. So if Google goes out and they say, I need you to be on Facebook and Pinterest and Twitter and all these places and and Bing and Alexa and whatever, and they go out there and you're not out there, or they go out there and they have what's called a broken record. And they go out there and your information doesn't match on that. That comes back as kind of like Google starts to go, well, who are you? What are you really doing? Why are you like, why is this information, why are your hours not the same? So you really, you know, we have a lot of our clients on a citation package, which is just something set up. And as their hours change, we change them on Google, we push it out and it changes them everywhere else. And that's really important. And People kind of look and go, you know, well, I don't really need to be on all those places because I own a podcasting company or I do this or I do that. But, you know, if somebody's laying in bed and they want to talk to Alexa or they talk to Google or whatever, and they're asking for something, you need to make sure you find it, you're being found. So, and then, you know, a lot of people are like, well, you know, I do Facebook lives. I do this and this and this. You have a podcasting business. You know, you are big in that. But for a lot of people, they become real big in YouTube and they become real big in Facebook and stuff. But what they don't realize is that they can take that audio version and create their Google podcasting and start pushing everything they're doing on their YouTube channel out in Google podcasting and have the audio version of it. So you have to think very methodically. You have to say, I understand that Google controls 92.7% of everything that happens in the world in search, and you have to be methodical about it. And then the other big thing that you know, happens within that is having your coding on the back of your website. And so if you don't have your coding on the back of the website, um, you know, reach out to us. We'll tell you if you do or you don't um, you know, and, um, maybe I'll have Brandon launch a video on our Facebook page and stuff that, uh, walks you through how you can tell by looking at the backend coding of your website, because it's a button that you can push and you can see, but, you know, there's three different types of Google coding. The one is your Google analytics. And that's basically everybody who comes into your website and we can, you know, bring people, we can do your tracking. It comes off Facebook and all that type of stuff too. When they come into your website, we track what was the keyword that got them there what pages did they go to how long did they stay you know what are they drop what's their drop rate on each page and then it begins to allow us to understand things because it also allows us to see those keywords and if we're going whoa something's really messed up here like the words that we want to be found in are not the way people are getting to us which happens i mean i just recently had to clean all that up on my linkedin page because i had people coming to me all the time you know because i do sales so much because that's what you do when you own a marketing company I kept being searched all the time as a sales executive, even though I'm CEO of a, you know, the company. So I had to do a lot, a little bit of changing in the way I had things, you know, out there so people could search me and actually find me for the right stuff. But, you know, same thing happens with a website. And so then you need your tag manager on there. Your tag manager is something that gets built on the back of every page. When we set up a tag manager, we also check, and I know a lot of this is going to be foreign to people. So. With tag manager is basically us going onto every single page of your website and setting up the keywords that should just surround that page to drag people to it. Within that you have, what's called meta tagging and H tagging, which is stuff that can be built out in the website directly. If that's not there, when we build out the tagging, we'll clean your website up too. So, you know, it's kind of like a, you know, all in one thing. Um, a lot of times we even go back to people and say, listen, we got to change some of the verbiage on your website and, you know, we'll, do a by hour rate to fix some issues in that respect. And then the last thing is, is Google console. And the reason that's important is because that's how you tell Google every single page that's on your website. So if you had a website prior and you had five tabs and now you have a website and you only have four tabs because you took stuff under tab five and put it under other tabs, or maybe you went from four to seven and none of your tabs are laid out the same, it could take Google a year or two years to have enough organic search that it makes them start studying your website and fixing it organically on its own so we go in and fix that you know for people and you know even if we if we, if we do a new website for somebody a lot of times we'll just we'll end up having to refresh a page you know refresh a website completely because we'll get in there and just realize that the way your website's designed and set up it's not conducive to today's way that things are done because, you know, people may have set up a website, but I can tell you that no matter where you set up your website, your Google tagging does not automatically happen. So now if you go on like Wix or GoDaddy and they say, hey, set up your Google Analytics, it sets the Google Analytics up, but it doesn't set up the tag or the console. And those are actually the most important pieces. The analytic is the back end of what Google learns after your site's been up But it doesn't get anybody there if you don't set up the other two pieces. So ultimately, that's, you know, that's really what we do. I mean, our job is to make sure that everything that you need, you have out there. And everything I'm telling you, that was enough research you can do on your own, you know. And then the other big thing, which we've done for you, is set up your brand panel. And so most people do not even know what a brand panel is. And honestly, we're one of the few companies that I know of out there that really know how to set them up and structure them and get them going. So for those of you who don't know what a brand panel is, search one of your biggest, you know, people that, you know, of, Tony Robbins or, you know, pick a, pick a musician, you know, Garth Brooks, whoever it may be. I would say Garth Brooks just because um, I look at his panel all the time. (laughs) So I talk to his manager constantly. So, um, you know, search something like that, or, you know, if you're a business and you have something that you manufacture, you make, or you create on your own, that you, you know, have the ability to have a brand panel because you create a, you have a brand around whatever you do. You can go out and look at somebody like, I don't know, like, you know, Disney or Gorilla Glue or, you know, whatever it is, and you'll see that brand panel. So it is a, it is what's considered to be um, a globally searching panel build out around you or, an, and, or your bit, your company. And for some people, they will have both. So we have a, a lady right now who we're building out her personal brand panel. We're working on Google to get her a business brand panel because she's a producer in LA and she's up for two Emmys. And we're trying to get her personal panel built out completely. And we're trying to get her business panel. We're trying to get Google to emergency, like give us a business panel for her, because all her shows she produces would be under that business panel and not her panel as a person. So so for some people, you're going to have both. What a brand panel does is it drags everything that you do in one spot. So you have to have a YouTube channel to get a brand panel. And then once you get your YouTube channel and YouTube studios, you can change that you're to be a brand account. It's a little bit complicated. We we walk people through it, you know. And for the most part, you really want to pay somebody to get your brand account started. And then once it's up and it's running, then we can train you how to maintain it, or we can maintain it for you. I mean, some people are are so busy they just want us to maintain it. But for a lot of people, you know, it's a it's not a huge investment to get it up to have us help you get it up, and then maintaining it long term is something that. So the reason you want a brand panel is because your brand panel as an entrepreneur, coach, whatever you may be, you know, it puts all your social media pages in one place. It puts all your podcasts in one place. If you wrote a book, we can put every place your book is for sale. Every Then then now Google begins to track that. So now they're tracking your YouTube and they're tracking Facebook and Instagram and they're tracking your Apple podcast and your Google podcast and all these other places that you're at. Then you go and you get interviewed on somebody else's podcast and you want that to show up on your Google panel. It's one click and dropping the URL in there. And that is now live on your brand panel as well. So, you know, it's so intricate. Your whole entire brand of you as a person or as a business can literally be built out on that brand account. It is not guaranteed your brand account will be up immediately so we can start the brand account and then we build it all out in the back end and then Google watches it and they monitor it. So for some people, we put up a brand account build out and 30 days later, they got their live for the world to see. We have some accounts that we're we're a year into this of dropping stuff and they still don't have a panel up and we have no rhyme or reason right now why google does that. And you know just for everybody's knowledge the brand panels have been around a long time. You were not able to claim your brand panels until the end of 2018. We worked with Google during that time to figure out hey how do we claim these? How do we do all this, you know, to get this brand account to the point it's showing and it's showing the right information. I can tell you if you went out, if you go out and you pull up a brand panel, and the, one of the first things you see is Wikipedia. That is somebody who has a brand account that is not built out. Because if you have a build your own brand account built out, Wikipedia goes away and your website link shows up. The about us statement that you build out on that brand panel, which for most people mirrors their website, but that's where their information starts pulling in. So they start pulling in information off of your website. What you have wrote about your business on youtube and other social media sites they're going to pull that information in and start putting more information out there then they're going to come back to us and say oh it looks like this person is followed very heavily hey by the way we realize that she's married is do you want to fill in her husband's information do you want to fill in her kids information and then it also tracks to your google photos and it will pull up the last 10 photos that are on your google photos so i always tell people if you want to make sure that your Google brand panel is independent from your life and you control the, sh- the photos that go up there, you're gonna wanna make sure to have its own independent Gmail and that Gmail gets put into the primary operating position of your YouTube channel. So, but this is where you begin to get that real global audience. So for those of you who are out there and you're attempting to get that brand panel or to get that global audience in Google, and you can't really figure out why you're not, Before you spend money on Google ads, and there are a lot of people who spend money on Google ads, before you do that, make sure your tagging's all right on the back of your website. Make sure you have a Google business panel for local search up, even though you don't really care about local search. Google cares about it because it's how they learn a lot about you and that you have started working on getting your brand panel up and built out. So, I mean, for a lot of you, it's built out and then up, but, you know, regardless... Google's very powerful and it's really, really important that as somebody who is trying to get that global audience or that, you know, outside of a regional audience, you're trying to expand yourself on a more national or global level. You've got to go through these steps. So I always tell people, if you're spending money on Google ads and you haven't done all this first, let's back off Google ads. Don't take it away completely if you don't want to, but let's back it off. Let's spend money in the right place. And then the other big thing is, is as you're posting on your facebook and other social media pages you have to go back and post on that google knowledge panel for local search because it is the one part of that knowledge panel that searches across the organic search so yeah let's
0: let's just uh, um uh, be more specific about this so for example somebody's running a workshop So you would recommend them to post the workshop on Instagram and you would recommend them to post it on their Google My Business as well. Is that right?
1: Absolutely. So I would build out both an event page because you can build out an event, but I would also build out some posts around it as well. So just like you'd build out an event for Facebook, you can do the exact same thing in Google My Business. You can build out an event. So, you know, they know when it's going to be, they're going to build out their event and then they're going to go back and they're going to start posting about it. And, you know, Google will allow the top two most recent posts to show. There's really no limit on like how much you can post on Google. And they, every time you post, Google begins to, you know, they're learning more and more about your business by the keywords that are in there. So, you know, I always tell people, you know, post probably one, at least post every week, because if you don't have a post up on Google My Business, then you don't get the box for the post. In the panel, and then people, if they don't hit the update button at the top in the tabs, they're never going to see any of your posts. For a lot of people, I'll say you know, post every four to five days because then you're always overlapping your posts. If you have an event going, your event's always going to keep that brand panel up, so or your that knowledge panel, um, you know, up in um, local search in maps. The nice thing is, is if it's something that's local to where you are at and you're having the event. So, you know, I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio. So, you know, let's just say I'm putting an event up in the Cincinnati market. If someone goes on maps and they click things going on in my area, which is a tab that most people don't realize is there, but is on, you know, the bottom part of your map that you can click on on mobile, your event will pop up. If they say, I want to see what's going on this weekend, next weekend, next week. And I think it, I think it lasts you go as far as maybe 14 days, your event is going to show up out there. So, you know, if you haven't sold out that event, you're trying to sell out that event, you're talking about your event and what it does, you know, and it's an inspirational, you know, whatever, and things that just randomly from the community would want to sign up and be a part of it. Absolutely. Make sure you, it, you put that event app out on your Google My Business page.
0: I think it's very helpful because also, you know, so many people these days, they, they go on a space and also I think the other one is called Wix or something. And they create this yeah. beautiful, beautiful, beautiful website with beautiful photos, but nobody is coming to them. So yeah. that's that's very, very um, important to say what you said about the SEO
1: and coding um, on the back yeah. of the website, yeah. isn't it? Well, and, and there's actually even coding for events. So there's, you know, so like when we have a client of ours that they do a lot of events, there's actually a way that we can build out that, you know, build out coding even more around, you know, that event calendar, you know, if they've got an event calendar on their website. Yeah. You also do coding uh, on YouTube as well. Sorry. uh, We do. But really YouTube, I mean, for most people, if you, if you can build out your own Facebook page and you know and understand that aspect of it or instagram and understand the back end of it you can go into youtube and build out your own youtube it is not as complicated as what you know is what google my business is i mean google my business it's complicated i mean i started with google my business in 2015 and it was name address phone number website and your hours and a picture and you know we've had over a hundred changes to that panel in addition to that panel Just since the beginning of 2018, a hundred changes to it. So, you know, YouTube is not as complicated. Yeah, sorry, Sharon. What are
0: your thoughts on Wikipedia? Because obviously um, Wikipedia is is very difficult to get onto the Wikipedia. And I have seen um, people charging enormous amount of money. um, Yeah, for...
1: Honestly, I don't know what it's
0: like (laughs) to get on there.
1: But in the United States, Wikipedia... Is is not looked at as a um, a lot of false information can go up on Wikipedia. Wikipedia yeah, does not protect no, things. By, yeah. And so even though when Google started their brand panels, they started it by grabbing information from people who are very heavily, you know, searching and stuff on Wikipedia. You know, if it's if it if over there, you know, if in if in Europe and other areas of the world, Wikipedia has more notoriety and people search it and look for it, maybe it's worth it. If you were, if you're asking my personal opinion from what I see on it, I would go after getting your brand panel up. It's going to have way more authority for you.
0: Can you be rejected
1: by Google? um, I don't know that I can say you can be rejected by Google. They just may not choose to put your panel up. As long as you have a YouTube channel, you can set up a brand account. And build out a brand account. You're just at the mercy of Google giving you, you know, that as a live, account, you know, live panel for people to see. So, and, um, but I mean, I haven't seen, I've had more, we've had more trouble with Google setting up a panel for somebody and us going out and working through the process of getting that panel claimed and in our possession so we can actually build it out then I've seen having problems with building out the panel, building out the brand account in YouTube first, and then notifying Google that we want them to give, you know, authority to that brand account and give them, you know, and make it come up as a panel. So it's a lot easier for us if the panel doesn't exist because sometimes that claiming process can take us weeks of of a lot of headaches to claim a panel that exists already versus building something from scratch. And just taking a YouTube channel and saying, hey, YouTube, we want to switch this from a YouTube studio account to a YouTube studio brand account. So, and that's just a click of a couple of buttons to get that accomplished.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much, Sharon, for your time. My last question for you is where can I find you and
1: get in contact with you? So our website is um, extendmp, like marketing partners. Our name's Extend Marketing Partners. So extendmarketing.com. Extend And that's the same way with all of our social media sites, they're all extendmp.com. So, um, you know, go out, find us, there's a a click button on our website for, you know, to have you guys contact us, Um, feel free to, you know, go find us on um, Facebook and message us directly. Um, You know, whatever, however that works for you guys to reach out to us. Um, How did you find us? (laughs) Through YouTube. <laughs> yeah, through YouTube. So yeah, we actually have a big uh, YouTube video series that's going to get ready and drop here in about two weeks. So just talking a lot so more about, about that. brand panel stuff. But, um, and, you know, so the biggest thing I can tell you is that you, you have to be willing to embrace Google. You can hate Google because a lot of people do, but you still have to embrace it because it, it is truly the largest authority out there.
0: How amazing and resourceful this episode was. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have enjoyed it. If you would like to get in contact with Sharon, please dive into the show notes. All the contact details are listed there. If you love this episode, I would really appreciate if you can leave me a review or if you can share with your friends and I cannot wait to see you on next one.